Welcome into another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jackson. And I'm Tucker. And today we will be covering some of the latest news surrounding the NFL, and then we will be doing our Week 8 preview. Starting out with the latest news surrounding the NFL on today, October 27th, uh, Dak Prescott is dealing with a calf strain and has yet to be cleared to play for this Sunday's night or Sunday night game. Uh, Prescott has been working through individual drills, and he will be evaluated further as the week goes on. The Cowboys are preparing backup Cooper Rush with additional first-team reps, but head coach Mike McCarthy said uh, that Dak Prescott is in the game plan, and he's he, as in Dak Prescott, is preparing to play this Sunday. Uh, they play the Vikings on Sunday night, so yeah, that'd be huge if Dak wasn't playing. He's a big part of their offense last year. After he got hurt, they kind of oh, sputtered yeah. out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean they were. Clearly not the same team. I mean, they're what five, five and one, six and one this year, whatever it is. Yep. And That's uh, how many games yeah, I think only, they won last only, year. Yeah, only one loss was to the defending champion Buccaneers. So yeah, if they don't have Dak Prescott this week, I'm guessing they'd probably be getting their second loss. Maybe they could rely on Zeke and Pollard a bit more. We'll talk about that in the preview. But more quarterback news: Baker Mayfield is still dealing with a shoulder injury that held him out of Thursday night's game. There is a potential that he will play Sunday, but Baker said, if I'm going to hurt the team, I'm not going to play. So, I mean, good mentality there by yeah. him. He's not going to force it. But, I mean, it was he was only held out. He was practicing last week before the Thursday night game, but they just held him out just to be sure. So, I'd assume he'd be playing this week. Maybe they hold him out another week just to be sure again. But I um, guess we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. But in other Browns news, too, Nick Chubb hopes to play Sunday, but needs to see how his calf does during the week of practice. So, again, hopefully we got Nick Chubb back. I mean, if not, Ernest Johnson was a solid start this past week, so could be again this, this week. Moving on to other news, Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski was back at practice for the first time after fracturing his ribs in Week 3. Head coach Bruce Arians said that he would hope or he would hope that Gronk is ready to play and ready or back for week eight. But I mean, he's back at practice. So, I mean, it's a good sign there. Again, you just don't know. I mean, I hate all these questionables. Like that's a big, big thing coming through all of this latest news is just questionable, questionable, questionable. Game time decisions. Game time decisions. It's just for fantasy uh, perspective. It just sucks. Like all it just sucks. But Gronk questionable for week eight, I guess they say, um, and then Antonio Brown, too, he was spotted on crutches after sitting out a couple of weeks with an ankle injury or whatever it's been. But he was spotted on crutches at uh, practice this week, so not looking for good for him either. Yeah. Uh, other news, more promising news, Tyrod Taylor will be designated to return to practice, but his status is still up in the air as Texans head coach... Oh, crap. <laughs> I forgot to put the quote in there. My bad. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he said he should be good to go. Uh, I mean, just don't know if how practice will go this week. You just got to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's a big blunder on my part there, not putting in the quote. But, yeah, it's just Tyrod Taylor was back in practice last week, but they were going with uh, Davis Mills for the meantime. But, yeah, David Coley said when uh, Tyrod is back. He's going to play. He's going to play. Davis Mills is the backup when Tyrod's back. So, Hopefully, the Texans can get a little bit of spark going with Tyrod Taylor. I mean, who knows how that'll go. But in other news, Bears linebacker Khalil Mack is not expected to play on Sunday after having or suffering a foot injury this week. Uh, he might be put on IR too, so it's just unfortunate news for the Bears altogether. I mean, best defensive player. 
I mean, him and who's the other one? Uh, Akeem Hicks. Those Akeem two Hicks, guys. Yeah. I mean, solid guys on their off or defensive line. And Khalil Mack looking like he might miss a couple games with a foot injury. So just unfortunate news there. More unfortunate news. Jets rookie quarterback Zach Wilson sprained his PCL on Sunday and ex- is expected to miss two to four weeks. The Jets announced that their starting quarterback will be Mike White this week. Don't know who he is. Don't yeah. think I've ever heard heard the name, but I guess I saw that uh, he had his first career touchdown on his first career completion. I mean, just came into the game, threw a touchdown on a pass. I don't know. I mean, I doubt, I doubt it will be any step up from Zach Wilson. Maybe he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Yeah, but there might be a plus there. Yeah, maybe they run the ball a bit more, get all the running backs worked in. But, yeah, just not good news for the Jets altogether there. Now to the Packers, uh, looks like they will be without Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams ahead of their Thursday night matchup against the Cardinals. Just unfortunate news there. Both of them are on the COVID list. On the bright side, though, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has a chance to return from pra- er, from the injured reserve as after he had uh, injured his hamstring, I think it was like preseason. He didn't even play. Or no. did he play I think he one played two? one or two weeks, I think he yeah. played. Then injured his hamstring, went to IR, but hopefully he'll be back this week. So, I mean, just awful news with Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard having COVID. Yeah, big part of the offense. Yeah, I mean, the main part of our offense, Devontae Adams, I mean, he probably has the biggest target share out of any wide receiver in the NFL. I believe he actually does. Yeah, by far, too. Yeah, so, and then Alan Lazard, too, I mean, he's probably second in, or like, targets on the Packers offense. Yeah, I think... Aaron Jones is the second leading receiver, actually. Oh, that that does sound about right, yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones has been yeah. used in the past game a lot, a but bit, still, yeah. Alan Lazard, the second yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, he's the number two wide receiver, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hopefully we get to see Amari Rodgers maybe step up a little bit, and maybe we just see the Packers just run all over the Cardinals with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Maybe we see that, but uh, the Cardinals, too, they might be without a couple of their stars, too, uh, De- or DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt were both non-participants in practice on Tuesday. Uh, Hopkins with a hamstring injury and J.J. Watt with a shoulder injury. So uh, didn't quite see what their status was on uh, Wednesday's practice, but looks like they might not be playing either. Yeah, I think I saw DeAndre was a game-time decision. They're looking like he's going to play, but I think they said game-time decision. So Just another one of those, like we said. Yeah, questionables. Yeah, I mean, just hate those in fantasy football but i guess we'll just have to see how that goes hopefully that those injuries kind of even out the the game a little bit i don't know how it'll go but hopefully hopefully it'll be a good game yeah (laughs) next uh injury news more bright news broncos wide receiver jerry judy is expected to return this sunday against the football team judy has been out since spraining his ankle in week one so hopefully that'll be able to bolster the Broncos offense a little bit. Cortland Sutton's been doing pretty good so far. Tim Patrick's been worked in. And then Javante Williams too. I mean, he's been doing great. So hopefully now that Judy's back, that Broncos yeah. offense can get going a bit more. I mean, they started out strong and sizzled since. But yeah, they've had a lot of injuries on the defensive side. That's very true. I think, yeah, what was it, like six linebackers on injured reserve or something like that, just a ridiculous amount. So... Yeah, hopefully they get Jerry Judy back this week and it'll help help their offense out. But now it's time to address the multitude of Giants injuries that have happened over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, and Kenny Galladay were all dressed and going through stretches at practice. It's pretty much all the news I heard from Wednesday. But I mean, they're dressed. Hopefully, 
sounds like they'll probably be all questionable for this week. I think they all are. Hopefully, in a couple days, we'll know. Hopefully, it's not a game-time decision, but... Yeah, because that's a Monday night game, too. Yeah, Monday night game, so just, yeah, (laughs) that'll suck if they all stay questionable going in, just something to keep your eye on as the week progresses, but then Evan Ingram, tight end for the Giants, was not a participant in practice on Wednesday, and then more bad news, safety Jabril Peppers ruptured his right ACL and is done for season. I mean, not really fantasy relevancy there, just bad news to hear all around i mean just the giants are just getting destroyed by injuries i mean not a good year to be a giant no i mean same with the broncos too just injuries all around the league just awful more news uh miles sanders is considered week to week with a low ankle sprain pretty much all you need to know right there i mean just it's gonna be the kenneth gainwell show yeah hope i mean i can't say hopefully because i just i don't know i just I wish Miles Sanders would come back next week and have a 20-point performance just so I could finally be right again, but... Yeah, yeah. I saw you picked up Kenneth Gainwell in the league. I I did. I mean, I have Miles Sanders in the leagues, too, so, I mean, got to have that handcuff there, and he's projected more than Miles Sanders as this week, so, I mean, Miles Sanders is not projected to play this week, so it's not looking good for Miles Sanders and Miles Sanders owners, and, yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit of a stock rising on kenneth gainwell i mean depending how the game goes especially yeah so in other news wide receiver terry mclaurin missed practice on wednesday with an ankle injury as well as his teammate diami brown with a knee injury and then curtis samuel with a groin injury so you just see there the football team's wide receiver core is just seeming to be decimated at this point adding on top to it already logan thomas has been on ir just not good news for the football team. And, I mean, can't forget about Fitzpatrick going down week yeah. one. Just injuries plagued all throughout the league. Just unfortunate to hear. I mean, one of the young star wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, out or out for practice. I mean, hopefully he's able to come back and play Sunday. But Yeah, that division's got it tough this, this week. Yeah. Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and Redskins. Football team, <laughs> football team. Pardon me, football the team. Former, <laughs> yeah, former. Sorry, it's football hard. Team. It's hard to drop. I know. Those I haven't said the football team in a while. You yeah. usually say. I usually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all injured in that division. Yeah, it's just rough. Yeah, the NFC beast there, and that is it for the latest news surrounding the NFL. All right, here we have our week eight preview. Starting out, we'll recap our picks so far. I mean, I'm so far in the season, I am 69 and 38, while Tucker is five games ahead of me at 75 and 33. 74. Oh, 74 and 33, my bad. And then by weeks this week, we have the Ravens and the Raiders, only two teams there. And now starting out, Thursday night matchup, we got the 6 and 1 Packers at the 7 and 0 Cardinals. I actually saw a stat, I mean, Going into this Thursday night game, it's the highest winning percentage of a Thursday night matchup in like Thursday night football history or something like that. Yep. Which is just ridic- ridiculous. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking the Packers, obviously. I got the Cardinals. God, you're just fake, you fake, fake Packer fan here. No. Hey, they're going for points, man. Yeah, I get you think it. About you'll, it. You'll probably end up six games ahead of me after this week. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's good reason for you picking the Cardinals. Obviously, they're the un- lone undefeated team in the NFL. And the Packers are going to be missing Lazard and potentially Devontae Adams. Yeah, most likely. And most likely Devontae Adams, yeah. yeah. He's it's a win-win for me. If I win, I get the pick right. If I don't get the pick right, the Packers win. I can't that, can't argue that. It's a very good point there. I mean, the, the one thing, so I mean, both defenses are allowing around 200 passing yards per game and about 
120 rushing yards per game. So, I mean, defenses, they're pretty even. But then you look at the points allowed per game. Cardinals are allowing the least amount of, tied for the least amount of points per game and 16.3 points per game allowed. Uh, that's tied for one with the Bills. So, I mean, Bills are, like, you think about the Bills and you think best defense in the league. You think about the Cardinals. And you don't think. You so. don't think best defense in the league, but yet here they are allowing 16 points per game, the lowest in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I mean, even the Packers, too, they're only allowing 20.9, fan or not fantasy, total points, points per, per game, game, which is tied for seventh lowest. So, I mean, two decent matchups there with the defenses, but, I mean, I mean, you got a great point for picking the Cardinals, obviously. Yeah, it's, and the Cardinals are averaging almost over 30 points a game. I think they've only had, no, they. I know they've only had one game where they had less than 30. I mean, their offense just, ridiculous. it's electric. It is ridiculous. Now, they have Zach Ertz now, too. It's like they could potentially be missing DeAndre Hopkins, but it's like you still got Rondale Moore, A.J. Green, Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, Zach, Zach Ertz, Ertz. And then you got two running Chase back. Edmonds, yeah. James Conner, like, yeah, no, and I, Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah, and then you got Kyler Murray throwing the ball. Yeah, Packers never really do good against running quarterbacks either. So you, you got a good pick there. I just, I'm always gonna pick the Packers. Yeah, no, I'll ride or die. I, I'll take that loss. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I saw another stat that said Aaron Rodgers is like six and zero without Devonte Adams playing. So I mean, oh, and really? some of his stats were better almost when Devonte wasn't in, which was I thought was really weird. But it's smaller sample game size. But he has like. 17 touchdowns and one interception in those six games or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a very good game. It's, I mean, the best Thursday night matchup we've had so far. And, I, I mean, agree. Besides be... maybe the first week, but other than that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first game is always going to be great. But, yeah, this is yeah, this is a good matchup here, especially after a bad week of games we had last week. So, got a good Thursday night matchup. So, but. I'm taking the Packers, you're taking the Cardinals, so yep. we'll see how that goes. But next game, we have the 3-4 and four Panthers at the 3-3 three and three Falcons. and p- The Panthers, I mean, they're still the second-best pass defense in the league, allowing just under 200 yards per game, but they're still they're allowing 110 rushing yards per game. So, I mean, I just think the Falcons are a much better team. Matt Ryan is just a more composed quarterback. Yeah, Darnold's very iffy. Yeah, he's very iffy. I mean, there is a potential, obviously, for Sam Darnold to come out and have that spark lit under him after getting benched, but he was benched for reasons. Yeah. So, and the Falcons' defense, not all that great either, allowing 250 passing yards per game and the third most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, which is only 23 fantasy points per game, which pretty low, but, I mean, this year there's a lot of defenses uh, allowing under 20 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, so... Sam Darnold, potential start there. That's, I mean, obviously, if you're risking or willing to risk him throwing those interceptions and getting benched again. Yeah, like, getting a dud two points. Yeah, it's just, it's not good. I mean, Cordell Patterson's going to be a great start this week. But, yeah, Sam Darnold, maybe not a streamer option. I mean, Cordell Patterson isn't either anymore. But he's he'll be, I think he's going to have a great game. Mike Davis is just thrown by the wayside yeah, a for little now. hurt to it almost seemed he came out of last game i think with an injury he so. did but i think he's healthy f- for this week he's not questionable i don't believe so but yeah still cordell patterson should have a good game i'm taking the falcons here yeah i'm taking them as well next game we have the one in six dolphins at the four and two bills bills i mean T- tough pick here yeah it's a very tough pick i mean I'm going to go with Dolphins. No, I mean, Bills all the way, obviously. I mean, Dolphins are allowing a league high 415 total yards per game. 
Wow. That's just it's just ridiculous. And I mean the Bills number one pass defense, number six run defense, and then like I said earlier, tied for first in points allowed with the least sixteen points. Uh I mean I mean the Dolphins are just awful, obviously. Yeah, so they're never Bills good. all the way, nothing much else to say. Next game we have the two and four forty ers at the three and four Bears. I think this is gonna be a pretty good game, probably kind of a shitty game because of the two quarterback play. I think that that's gonna be pretty bad, but uh, it's just, yeah, both teams not looking very good this season. I'm going to take the Bears just because I feel like it's one of those games. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo just isn't what he used to be. I mean, he was never really great. Yeah. But he's just, he's not that good a quarterback, I don't think. Just, I, I mean, after watching him on Sunday night in that monsoon that they had, my uh, projections of him, my or thought of him is kind of tilted. Maybe it's because of that bad weather. Uh, maybe he steps up here a bit and just destroys the Bears. I mean, they did allow 38 points to the Buccaneers last week. I mean, both defenses are allowing around 120 rushing yards per game and right around 210 passing yards per game. But the 49ers are allowing more fantasy points to running backs and quarterbacks. So, I mean, Khalil Herbert is going to be a definite start this week, obviously, after putting up 100 yards against the number one Bucks running defense. Uh, Khalil Herbert... Yeah, he's just a star, I think, in the making. Yeah, he's, he's gonna he look. The rookie looks good. He looks very good, and he's definitely gonna be a start this week. But yeah, I'm taking the Bears this week. I got the 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, I mean, it's a toss up. It is. It's a 50 50 game. They're both pretty bad teams. Both have their question marks. Like I said, their defenses right around the same. And I mean, thinking about their offenses too. I mean, they really don't pass the ball all that much. They're more of a run team. Mm-hmm. I guess Debo Samuel is much better of a wide receiver this season than Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson. So they kind of have that on top of them. But the running game too, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, he'll probably have a great game as well. It's probably going to be a lot of running the ball this week for those two teams. But yeah, I got the Bears. You got the 49ers. So yep. Next game, Steeler, the 3-3 three and three Steelers at the 4-3 and three Browns. I'm taking the Browns this game. Yeah, me too. I mean... Even without Baker Mayfield, I feel like they'll still be able to run the ball if he doesn't play. I mean, that's a whole yeah, question. Thing. I don't think he's going to play, but yeah, they'll be they can still run the ball. And if Chubb's back, that's just much more upside for them as well. Yeah, I mean, Brown's defense is allowing 215 passing yards per game and only 80 rushing yards per game. So yeah, I feel like they're just going to be able to shut down Big Ben. He's not a mobile quarterback. He never has been. He just sits in the pocket and he's going to get hit a lot. I feel like probably going to throw some interceptions. It's not going to be a good day for the Steelers. Maybe Najee Harris gets some work in the pass game. That's probably where he'll get the fantasy relevancy this week. I feel like he'll be shut down. But yeah, Steelers defense too. I mean, they're not doing very well this year. 244 passing yards and 107 rushing yards per game. So, I mean, do we do you start to Ernest Johnson this week? Maybe in a flex play. Yeah. I mean, if you're a little hurt at running backs, I mean, maybe you throw him in there. I mean... He could still, I mean, just think about it when Kareem was back. I mean, they both had Kareem and Chubb were fantasy relevant. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my thought there. I mean, it's, it's I mean, Kareem Hunt has been the fantasy relevant back more than Nick Chubb has been this season. So Because of his receiving. The receiving numbers, yes. And we're, we have yet to see Dernis Johnson get a lot of receiving work. We saw a little bit of it on Thursday night, but... I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb, he might not play either. So, I mean, but if Nick Chubb doesn't play, obviously you want to start Darnus Johnson. But even if he doesn't play, or if he is playing, I feel like he's still a solid start. I think so, yeah. He'll get, he's shown that he should be able to get more carries. I mean, he's proved that on Thursday night. He had 
140 yards or whatever it was in his first career start. It's just ridiculous. And yeah, so I mean, I feel like even if Nick Chubb is there, he's still going to get some work and still be a, a valuable flex option this week. You taking the Browns too, right? Did you yep, say that? Yep, okay, Browns. I just, yep, forgot a little bit. No, you're good. Next game, we have the Eagles two and five at the zero and seven Lions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the Lions their first win. You're gonna get season. the Lions the first win. Uh, yeah, it's a good pick. I got the Eagles. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the Lions. They're just. I feel like they're one of the best under or like teams that haven't won a game like in just the like history of the NFL. If there's like an zero and seven teams, like you look at all of them, I feel like the Lions are probably up there at the top. The better of them. Yeah, they've they've hung in there with good games and played some tough teams too. I mean, they hung in with the Packers the first half, and yeah, they've just been a a good team out there fighting. I mean, they almost beat the Vikings. Almost beat the Ravens. All be, almost beat the Ravens. Yeah, I, yeah, they lost. Almost yeah, the that's four- right. I forgot about that sixty record breaking yeah, field goal. Almost beat the forty. I mean, they almost came back to beat the Forty ers Yeah, they're a very tough team, and I mean, albeit the Lions' defense is allowing one hundred and twenty rushing yards per game and two hundred and sixty passing yards per game, and that's and then. That adds up to 28 fantasy points per game to running backs, fourth most. So, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, that's going to be a solid start there. Are I we going to say go, Kenneth Gainwell? No more <laughs> F, Kenneth Gainwell? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I might have to retire the fuck Kenneth Gainwell. But, I mean, yeah, Kenneth Gainwell, I mean, 28 fantasy points per game to running backs. I mean, I mean, even if he gets half of that, it's a good game for yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, Boston Scott, too. I mean, they'll probably be using both of those guys there. In the, I in the absence they, of Miles Sanders. And I saw they activated Jordan Howard, too. Or Jordan oh, Howard's is still, he still on the team? I believe so, <laughs> Oh, yeah. my God. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. And I also saw, I looked at uh, Eagles running backs, and for some reason, I Darren Sproles was still on there. So, I don't know if he's actually still in the league. I didn't I, think he was. Yeah, I was going to say. But on I, ESPN, I'm pretty sure it says he's still on the Eagles, which... That, yeah, no, I don't think... I thought think he was retired, really weird. I, maybe I was just seeing things, but... <laughs> no, I mean, I... I mean, it's Darren Sproles, so it wouldn't surprise me, but I haven't heard that name in years. So, yeah. uh, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, though, he, yeah, he'll be these like he'll be the starter this week for the running backs. Definitely a streaming option if you got if you picked him up this week. Because I mean, the Eagles' defense too. I mean, it's going to be a good game out for the offenses. I feel like both yeah. those defenses are just garbage. Uh, the Eagles. They're allowing the third most fantasy points per game to the running back, being 30 fantasy points per game. So, That's crazy. I mean, there's potential there for DeAndre Swift and Jamal Adams to have great games. Uh, yeah, it's just the Eagles' defense, not all that good. I I like the Lions just because of Dan Campbell. The head coach is just – he's a – He's a football guy. He's he gets his team going. He's a guy. He's the kind of coach that cries in press conferences when he loses a close game. And yeah, he's just. I feel like this team's playing for him. Yeah. And they're gonna get him a win this week. And the Eagles, they're just not a great team. Jalen Hurts is doing all right, so he might have a great game. But I feel like it's gonna be the Lions all the way this week. Next game, we have the five and two Titans at the three and four Colts. And I mean. You, you can't not pick the Titans, right? I mean, yeah, they're Titans, playing are, good. they're playing amazing right now. I mean, be two of the better teams. Well, I guess Chiefs aren't really looking as good, but they're still... Last season, the two best teams. I mean, those were the two teams in, in the, the AFC, AFC championship game. Yeah. I mean, and they beat them both this year. So, but yeah, I mean, both defenses, allow, defenses are, are, are allowing around 105 rushing yards per game, but the Titans are allowing 30 more passing yards per game. So... There's a potential there for Carson Wentz to have a pretty good game. The Titans are allowing about 20 fantasy points to quarterbacks, which is sixth most, which is very odd. Just mm-hmm. 20 fantasy points is very little, but potential there for Carson Wentz to have a good game. But, 
yeah, it's Titans all the way. They're just the Colts are even allowing the third lowest fantasy points of games to running back or running backs, but Derrick Henry destroyed the Bills. You know, I mean, the Bills were the best run defense at the time, one of the best, and Derrick Henry just destroyed them. Made them look like high schoolers. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard not to take the Titans, obviously. I'm taking the Titans all the way. Me too. I probably will be taking Titans every game from here on out, just because... unless they have a tough, tough matchup, but still, even then... Unless they play the Packers, which I don't think they do, so... (laughs) Next game, we have the 5-2 Bengals at the 1-5 Jets, and I just want to start off by saying... Do you know who the number one seed in the AFC is right now if the playoffs were to start? I'm going to guess it's the Bengals. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, they're looking amazing right now. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that connection is just yeah. unreal. Jamar Chase, I think, second in the league in passing yards. Like, just receiving. Playing, or Jamar, yeah, receiving <laughs> yards. Whatever. We understood. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. The Jets' defense, too. They're allowing 402 total yards per game. That's 275 passing, 125 or 27 yards rushing. And they're allowing a whopping 38 fantasy points per game to running back, but only 17 fantasy points per game to quarterback. So maybe a little dip for Joe Burrow this week and more of a Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan week. I mean, we've seen Samaj P. Ryan be fantasy relevant when Joe Mixon is in. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking we might see that again this week, especially after we saw... Damian Harris and all those other running backs for the Patriots yeah just trounced the Jets last week so I'm expecting Joe Mixon and possibly Samaj P. Ryan to have a great week as well maybe even Chris Evans uh no I think he's questionable I think he's on the injury report uh just saw that glancing through not really big news considering it's he caught like one pass this year and that's the only thing we really the only reason we know touchdown (laughs) yeah so uh i mean yeah jet or jets all the way no Bengals all the way i mean you can't take or you can't bet against the number one team in the afc that just beat the the ravens i mean and they beat the ravens yeah they really beat them so yeah Bengals all the way this week and oh yeah i should mention to the Bengals, they're allowing around uh 339 total uh yards per game but still allowing 24 fantasy points per game to running backs so potential there for michael carter to have a pretty good game I know they've been using Ty Johnson a little bit as well in the receiving game. At least they did last week. So it might be looking like the 24 fantasy points per game will be like 12 and 12 for both those guys. But hopefully Michael Carter steps it up a bit and starts to solidify his number one role in that backfield. Next game, we have the 6-1 and one Rams at the 1-6 and six Texans. And Rams, obviously. Yeah, I got the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Texans are allowing the second most rushing yards per game being 145 yards per game. So, I mean, Daryl Henderson, he's going to be a solid play this week. Uh, I'm guessing the Rams will probably use their run game more than anything, just kind of give Stafford a week off. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're able to run on a team, you might as well set the tempo and just go with it. Control the game, control the clock. I mean, even the Rams are allowing 25 fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, So, I mean, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, you maybe start them. Phil Blinsey? Uh No, you don't. <laughs> None of those guys are fantasy viable options this week. I mean, the Rams, even though they're allowing that 25 fantasy points per game to running backs, that means there are some guys that have scored under that. So th- those are going to be those guys right there are going to be scoring under that 25 fantasy points. So Rams all the way. Next game, we have the three and four Patriots at the four and two Chargers and. This one might come as a surprise, but I'm taking the Patriots this really? week. Really? Yeah, I mean, they've looked really good. I mean, they're probably one of the better three-win teams in the league. 
I mean, they competed against Tom and the Bucks. I mean, they barely lost that game. I mean, they just destroyed the Jets, but they're the Jets, obviously. And they've just had some close games. And I feel like the Patriots, they have that run game and they're, I mean, Bill Belichick's just able to scheme against anyone, I feel like. And the Chargers are allowing a league-high 162 rushing yards per game. They're only allowing 201 passing yards per game, so that's the upside there. But that's only because teams are able to run, run all over them. They don't need to pass against the Chargers. But, I mean, obviously they're 4-2, so it's working for them somehow. But, I mean, they're allowing 28 fantasy points per game to so running backs. So, Damian Harris, I think he's going to be a solid start again this week. Uh, I mean... Brandon Bolden, J.J. Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, they might look like you can maybe start one of them as a flex option if you got a guy down and you need a guy. I don't know. I just feel like with 162 rushing yards per game allowed by the Chargers, Belichick and the in the Patriots are going to scheme up a way to get 162 rushing yards. And, yeah, they're probably going to use all four of those guys in the rotation this week. So, I mean, there's potential for those guys to be fantasy relevant, but it's just like, which one? Which one? Yeah, you just don't know which one. I mean, it looks like Brandon Bolden's the receiving back there, so he might get more of the the touch, more of the fantasy points. JJ Taylor vultured two touchdowns last week, so that was really his only fantasy relevancy. And Ramondre Stevenson kind of gets both the passing game and the run game. So I mean, it's just you really don't know. But Damian Harris, definite starter this week. I mean, the Patriots too. Their defense is doing pretty good. They're allowing. 100 rushing yards per game and about 245 passing yards per game. So I feel like they're going to be able to shut down uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, the the Ravens were able to do it. And I feel like Belichick's going to look at that game plan, see what that defense did, and be like, all right, we're going to do that. Yeah, do that. We're going to shut them down. So, I mean, I'm taking the Patriots here. I'm taking the Chargers. I was going to say, I feel like you got the Chargers in this one. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Next. They're playing really well. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, Chargers are one of my favorite team. I got a Super Bowl future bet on them to win this or to win it all. So I mean, I think that they are a great team. But I mean, it's a young Justin Herbert, and I feel like Belichick's just. I mean, he's a wizard. I mean, he's just Belichick. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I'm taking the Patriots this week. Next game we have the one and five Jaguars at the two and five Seahawks, and I almost wanted to take the Jaguars this game just because of the lousy game that happened on uh what was it monday night yeah between the saints and the uh in the seahawks i mean that was another rainy game too so i mean a little bit of a dip in performance in the weather games but i mean the seahawks is this just a battle of two awful defenses the seahawks are allowing the second most total yards per game 414 yards per game 280 passing 134 rushing and the Jaguars are allowing the third most total yards per game, 412. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's going to be a very high-scoring game, I feel like. I mean, that's if Geno Smith can get connected with those guys. I mean, he just did not look good this past week. So, I mean, there was that one catch. I mean, the one play. The one play, yeah. Yeah, there was that one play that gave him any sort of fantasy relevancy, or not even him, but, like, DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett was just absent. So, I mean... It's going to probably be a battle of the running backs this week. James, or James Robinson, he's going to go off this week. The, the Seahawks are allowing 31 fantasy points per game to running backs, so it's going to be a great day for James Robinson owners. And then the Jaguars, too. They're allowing 20 fantasy points to quarterbacks and 25 fantasy points to running backs. So Geno Smith, potential start there if you need a start. I mean, 
I just don't know how I feel about starting Geno Smith. Yeah, unless you're really, really hurt, and I don't think exact, I'd put him in the offense. Yeah, that's what I was. Lineup. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Just if if you need to start him, or if you need to start it like a guy that's not on your team, Geno Smith might be the guy, but might want to take a look at other guys. <laughs> but yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks in this game. Yeah, me too. Kind of figured. It's hard to take the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, I I just only took them that one time because I was like, all right, they got to get their first win at some point right now. They probably won't get another win. So not for a while. <laughs> Next game we have the two and five football team at the three and four Broncos, and I mean football team's defense has just been atrocious all yeah, year. They looked pretty good against the Packers. Got to the quarterback a little bit, uh, but I mean the Broncos defense for fifth best in total yards and then fourth best in points per game. I mean, I'm gonna take the Broncos. Obviously, yeah, me like, too. They they looked good to start the season three and zero, and then they they sizzled, going on four losses in a row now. So I expect them to get back on track. I mean, football team is two and five, and like we said in the latest news, Terry McLaurin injured, Diane Diane Brown, if I'm saying that correct or correct, and then Curtis Samuel, those those three receivers yeah. all kind of questionable. So I mean. Yeah, Gibson a little, yeah, not a hundred percent. Yep, exactly. So it's just not looking good for the football team altogether. And the Broncos' defense is banged up, but they're still doing, still keeping it together. So I'm taking the Broncos here. I mean, in the football team, their defense is allowing about 26 fantasy points per game. I think that's like worst in the league. So I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I think he'd probably be the the streamer of the week this week. Uh, yeah, if you need a quarterback, don't pick up Geno Smith. You might want to pick up Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yeah. Probably the guy to go with this week because football team, they're allowing 300 passing yards per game, 105 rushing yards per game. So their defense just not good, like I said. So Broncos all the way this week. Next game, we have the 6-1 and one Buccaneers at the 4-2 and two Saints. And I think this is going to be a very good game. I was almost going to take the Saints just because of the way the stats look out. I mean, both defenses allowing about 260 yards per game. And then they're number one and number three in rushing yards per game. That's the Bucks being number one, and then the Saints being number two. The Saints are allowing 13 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks and 18 fantasy points per game to running backs. I mean, they're holding people down. They're just not letting people score, really. I mean, the Saints have looked good with their defense. I just, the pick in this game came out to the quarterback. Obviously, Tom Brady, much better guy or much better quarterback than Jameis Winston yeah I mean obviously potential for Jameis Winston revenge game here maybe he goes off and just take lights a spark under him and he's just able to go out throw five touchdowns and whatever but yeah Buccaneers are the defending champs one of the best teams in the NFC I'm taking the Buccaneers yeah me too next game we have the five and one Cowboys at the three and three Vikings and yeah Cowboys if Dak Prescott's playing if not Vikings I yeah. mean it's going to be a good game, I feel like, no matter what. I mean, they these two teams played on a primetime game a couple of years ago, and then, too, I think it was a very good game, very close game. The same quarterbacks played in that game as well. So I think Kirk Cousins went off in that game, but much better or much different Cowboys defense now than it was back then. Cowboys are allowing only 86 rushing yards per game, but they are still allowing 295 passing yards per game. But they're getting the turnovers. Trayvon Diggs still just having an amazing season. I mean, it's just the Cowboys defense, they don't look too great, but the turnovers are there. Yeah, and they're playing pretty well. I mean, they are. They're, they're better, a lot better than they have been recently. Yeah, exactly. They're doing a lot better than they used to be. And the Vikings, too, their defense, not as great as it used to be. 
uh, allowing 128 rushing yards per game and 230 passing yards per game. Um, yeah, just looking at that stat makes me think too, even if Dak Prescott isn't playing, Cowboys could still win this game just running the ball with Zeke and Pollard. I mean, 128 rushing yards per game, it's quite a bit for running backs. And if they can control the ground game, the Cowboys yeah. would have a very good chance of winning this without Dak Prescott. So I feel like either way, the Cowboys are going to win this game. Yep, I agree. Next game, we have the 2-5 and five Giants at the 3-4 and four Chiefs. And <laughs> Chiefs, obviously. Yeah. Chiefs are 3-4, and four, coming off some bad losses. I mean, just a bad week last week for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the Giants defense, I mean, we don't really need to talk about The stats aren't really important in this game. Chiefs yeah. are going to win. Pat Mahomes is going to throw seven touchdowns, 600 yards passing. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just feel Mad like... Mad numbers. Yeah, he's just, he's going to bounce back. And I feel like this is the perfect game to do it. Monday night, it's, it's going to be a good game for the Chiefs offense to get unleashed. And, I mean, depending on how the Giants offense is looking, I mean, we talked about all those questionables and... In the latest news, if they play, I mean, depending on which ones play, I guess, obviously the Giants still aren't going to win, but yeah, it, even depending if they on all how play. many points they do and how good Daniel Jones does, I mean, the Chiefs are allowing 24 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. So, I mean, Daniel Jones is a potential good starter or streamer option there as well. And then uh, Daryl Williams, too. You got to mention him this week. I mean, the Giants are allowing 26 fantasy points per game to running backs. So, Daryl Henderson has been the main guy since uh, Clyde Williams. Edwards or Daryl Williams. My bad. Uh, Daryl Williams has been the the main guy since Clyde Edwards or went out. So I expect him to have a pretty good game. If I mean, yeah, he'll get in the end zone. I think a couple times again. Yeah. So I mean, Chiefs obviously Chiefs are going to get back on track. Probably going to go undefeated the rest of the season. We'll just have to see how it goes. But yeah, they'll get back on track this week. So. That is it for our Week 8 preview. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week where we will be covering some waiver wire candidates, trade advice, and then doing our next week's preview.